0: Welcome back, everybody. Good day to you all. The election episodes are rolling. We've had quite a bit come out recently. Everyone, thank you for joining me again for another episode of the shop and Showery podcast. Today, I talked to Greg Gibson. Greg is running for alderman in Ward One. When I was connected with Greg, I was told he is a charming, polite, genuine human being committed to helping others. Now, of course, you could think that he was just being talked up. But after talking to Greg, I found out that he wasn't just being talked up. He's built a professional career through his work in philanthropic organizations, and uh, frankly, philanthropy ranks rather high for me. See, my own work in philanthropy has taught me to be a better teammate, leader, and friend. For Greg, someone who has much success in his story of helping others, his decision to run as a representative of his own town is a huge benefit for the residents of Ward 1 and Ocean Springs. Greg knows what it's like to manage a shoestring budget while creating an open and engaging environment so that creative ideas can emerge to get the most production out of that shoestring budget. He understands leading an organization with vision and purpose is key to a long-lasting, enduring organization. Greg also understands that the people involved are united to a common purpose, a purpose higher than him, his position, whatever. And that united effort is the vehicle by which the organization moves towards that vision. That's what Greg Gibson brings to the table in this election. I had a wonderful time chatting with Greg. I can confirm he's a wonderful man with great ideas for the city. Everyone, please welcome Greg Gibson. You ready? I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Shop and Chivalry Podcast. I'm here with my guest today, Greg Gibson. How are you? I'm doing good. How you doing, bro? Oh, not bad, not bad. So you're running for alderman in Ward One. That's okay, correct. and you're running as a independent. Independent. Mm-hmm. Why independent? Well, uh, both political
1: um, organizations, Democrat and Republican. I see both sides of it. Yeah. But at the same time, I just want to. Um, run independent because some stuff strongly I believe in on the Democratic side, and yeah. some stuff I believe in stru- uh, strongly on the Republican side. Mm-hmm. But th- at the end of the day, I think I just want to be able to voice my opinion and the opinion of uh, people who lives in our, in my ward, and and to be able to come with a, a medium balance. I sure, think. yeah,
0: sure. I would say, uh, well, I would agree with uh, with everything you said, and the problem with the political duality is that it, it takes it takes the complexities of us as human beings and it and it and it organizes them into if this then that. You yeah. know? It's a it's a one or two, like binary kind of kind of organization. And you know, when you look at everybody running the majority of the people have an R next to their name, right? Yeah. And so people look at that and they say, okay, well, I know everything I need to know about you based on that. And that's just, that's, that's so wrong. Like that's so, that's, that's the total wrong way to have an understanding of another person, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, so tell me about uh, your background. Who are you? Um, My name is Greg Gibson. Of course i
1: Born and raised here in okay. Ocean Springs, and um, been married for 23 years, and I have a daughter who's with me here today, and she just uh, recent <laughs> graduated the University of South Alabama, and also I'm raising my nephew, as well. Um, but went to school here at Ocean Springs, worked at the uh, in a nonprofit for, uh, area for about. Uh, Thirty years, okay, and worked at the Mississippi Gulf Coast YMCA for years. Excellent, running summer day camps along the Mississippi Gulf Coast, and then uh, worked for the Boys and Girls Club of the Gulf Coast uh, in operations, director of operations there. So, my background is in nonprofit and volunteering and giving
0: back to the community. Excellent, excellent. So, so you, so you definitely got a got a service mentality but also to work in nonprofit for so long you understand the value of of uh, what a dollar can do for an organization you know
1: absolutely and um and and also saving for a rainy day fund too as well Mm -hmm. you know so you know you have to be smart and be good stewards of the dollars too that you are receiving in from people who are making donations to your organization as well and and making sure that the money is going directly to the um Children or to the the clients that you you're serving, because at the end of the day, your administrative cost should be less than three percent.
0: Mm, that's interesting. I, I did some I did some work with the uh, Boys and Girls Club when I lived out in, in California. Uh, I I volunteer where where I feel like I can be most effective, which is you know the right thing to do, obviously. But so so I was mainly centered around basketball programs, you know, and 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 whatnot, after school uh, programs such as that. Uh, I, I've always enjoyed my time with with nonprofits. I've I've ran a couple of military non nonprofits as well, and you know, there's a different energy when you work with people in nonprofits because it's not about it's not about the pension. It's not about that. It's, a, it's literally about the core purpose of why the organization exists, and you're surrounded by people like that, and it's uh, it's a different energy to work with.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, and you know, and at the end of the day, we want to see the product the end result and how we have impacted uh, the individuals lives and how they've become more successful after been going through a program
0: yeah yeah well and and too when you're when you're working at a nonprofit you're you're working towards something that well by its definition that that doesn't take a profit so so the principle is the in-state impact, mm-hmm. you know, but also everyone has this sort of combined effort towards principle, yes. not, not some sort of like profit margin or not towards stock, you know, uh, the, the, uh, the price of a stock. It's, right. it's like, this is the intrinsic worth of this program. And, and we're all rallying, you know, behind that. Yes. So, well, tell us about your board. Well, Ward 1, uh, it, is, it encompassed uh, Fort Bayou,
1: Monticello, and Culeoka. I say Culioca 1 and Culeoka 2, <laughs> and of course, I'm in Culeoka 2, okay. and, um, and that's where I built my house at back there, and uh, enjoyed, and um, had a lot of friends, grew up mm-hmm. uh, with friends in Fort Bayou for years, and ski out there in Fort Bayou, so uh-huh. I'm very familiar with the ward, and very familiar with you know some of the residents out there, too, as well. Okay. Okay. Um, it's just, um, it's a beautiful area, um, and it's uh, busy on Ocean Springs Road. It's, mm-hmm. it's really, really busy out there, and so um, we just got some some challenges and some issues that we need to work on um, that I've been, you know, talking to residents in there, in the ward, and what we can improve on out there.
0: Yeah, Ocean Springs Road has, uh, you know, always been kind of a, I don't want to say treacherous road, but, you know, it's got steep, uh, steep shoulders, yes. you know, it's, it's only two lane it's a it's a straight road which you know makes it inviting to people that want to gain some speed you know yes. uh, but you got houses along their churches and there seems to be some economic development uh you know edging towards that area yeah. along ocean springs road as well uh so so tell me about problems within the ward that you'd like to address as as the alderman you know where do you fit in in all this
1: Well, um, lighting came up, you know, Mm. just talking with residents in there in the ward that the lighting can be much better because um, from my understanding that, you know, some of the residents that's walking around in the neighborhood, you know, getting their exercise in at 5.30 in the morning, it's a little bit dark out there. Mm -hmm. And um, if we can improve the lighting and the drainage out there that we we should be fine out there. And uh, also, I just found out that, some money that was left over from the Katrina Community Development that money is going to be, um, have been approved and is going to be used out in Fort Bayou to improve the drainage system out there and the sewage problems out there. So um, that is great. And um, also, MDOT uh, just put, uh, got approved that we're going to add some sidewalks down. Down on Ocean Springs Road. Oh, no kidding! Yes, and so that was really um, a win because when I ride my bike from Coolioke to, you know, we going from left to right, me and my daughter mm-hmm. uh, on on Ocean Springs Road, and then we'll cut through Monticello, and then go through Fort Bayou, but we, you know, it's a, it's a safety issue. Yeah. And so I think having
0: sidewalks down there would make it so much better. It definitely would. It definitely would. Uh, Yeah. I, I can't believe you ride your bike, <laughs> you know, riding your bike on, on, on ocean Springs roads, like riding your bike down beach view, yes. you know, honestly, <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you gotta be pretty brave to do that. I think, <laughs> but yeah, I've, I've spent a lot of time, uh, my, my best friend growing up was in uh, was in Monticello, and then when I did RTC as a freshman, I think the sergeant major there lived in Monticello Woods as well, just a few da- uh, just a few houses down. And then there's a buddy mine who does who does wood turning, you know, mm-hmm. on a lathe, yes. lives in Coolioke in the back of there. Shout out to Johnny Hughes. So, okay. uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of great people in that area. Yes. Yeah, yes. you know, drainage is just. It's an endemic problem on Ocean Springs, it seems. Yes. Everywhere. Everywhere.
1: <laughs> Everywhere.
0: <laughs> I mean, and, and, and Fort Bayou is, is uh, you know, dare I say, one of the older neighborhoods. Yes. You know, so, so what can you do about old infrastructure like that?
1: Well, um, what we can do is identify those problems mm-hmm. and, um, and get the right people out there to look at the issue and come back and tell us this is how we can address these issues and then we also need to get input from our uh, residents out there and you know they tell us what what issues they're having. And then at the same time, then we need to formulate a plan Yeah, and then we need to have, um, neighborhood meetings and discuss the plan with them. This is what we are going to do to address those issues. So I think, uh, that's the road that we need to go down.
0: Now, how long did you say that you've lived in ward one? Um, so
1: Whitney is, <laughs> is 23. So okay. I've been there 20, 20 or two years now.
0: Okay. Yes. Excellent. So, is there, does the communication exist, you know, the way you like it? Because you, there's, I think there's a common theme in, in what you talk about, about having transparency and open, open communications and, and essentially not having this, this closed door group of, of members of the Alderman board make decisions without input from citizens. So have you seen, has there ever been a period where there's been really good communication or is the communication fine as it is?
1: Um, We can always improve on communication. Mm -hmm. The communication is um, we, we just need to talk about it because I don't know. And I can guarantee you, I would say at least 50% of the neighborhood a, a warp One can tell you that they don't even know when a trash truck actually come through that neighborhood mm-hmm. and pick up trash. Okay. So that's a communication. That's a communication gap. Mm-hmm. And so with that being said, you know, we need to have quarterly meetings, neighborhood meetings, and I know Fort Bayou has their own neighborhood association, but Monticello and Culioka need to be included in there. So the years that I've spent out there, uh, staying out there in Culioka, you know, we have never been included but one of the things i want to do is expand the neighborhood association to include the other two neighborhoods mm. and, and just have one big neighborhood association
0: so but you would include everybody in your ward right absolutely okay so you're talking about like a ward kind yeah. of uh, yeah. thing so yeah. so if if you got elected w- would you be holding those quarterly meetings for for people
1: absolutely okay absolutely and then I want to hear from them and hear what they have to say. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. And, um, and they should have ideas and, and bring stuff to the table yeah. because so often we get entrenched in to our jobs and, and, and cannot
0: see what other people are saying. And so I would love to hear from them. Yeah. And, and that makes perfect sense. I mean, after all, no offense, um, you know, y- you're just one house. In yes, there. Uh, absolutely. You know you're, just, you're, you're one house. I don't know how many people are. are, are well, it sounds like uh, you, your wife, Whitney, and mm-hmm. then your nephew, mm-hmm. right? Right. So, so, four people. Four people out of the many, right. probably thousands of people right. out there. So, right. absolutely, that makes sense. Okay. So, <laughs> why would you put yourself through a public election like this? Well, you know, I've been
1: serving our community for years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm one to sit back and listen at what people have to say and value their opinion and um, and then formulate a plan and, you know, hold community conversations and, and let's see what we can do to work things out and mm-hmm. talk about and discuss and then move forward with the plan. Yeah. And so um, I'm here to listen. I'm here to serve. I've been serving for years with, mm-hmm. my, with nonprofit and um, And have that ability to bring people together
0: I got to tell you greg from from where I stand somebody that that spends a lifetime working in, in nonprofit nonprofit work is often thankless work you know so so you're somebody who's I would say conditioned to work in an environment where well, you probably get more complaints than you do praises, right? You know, and and so that's that's kind of why I asked that that question about why would you why would you run because it doesn't seem glamorous. Nope. I'll be honest with nope. you. Nope, <laughs> by no means. <laughs> yeah, so you must be doing it out of out of out of real real principle. Yeah. So that's wonderful. Okay. And I and I'm also compassionate about Ocean
1: Springs. Okay. You know, when you born and raised here. And you love your city and you want to see your city prosper. You know, I love Ocean Springs. Yeah. And um, and I want to see the quality of life because at the end of the day, you know, we have got to leave something back for our kids to, you know, want to stay here in Ocean Springs. Yes, we want them to go and find them a job after we educate them. But mm-hmm. all at the same time, you know, I want them to be able to come back and yeah. take our role mm-hmm. and take our position
0: and be the leaders of Ocean Springs. Well, is Whitney going to stay here and work and live in Ocean Springs? I don't think so. She's looking eyeing <laughs> towards
1: Texas. Okay, get out of here, and, cool. and then um, hopefully she'll move back. You know, yeah. But we'll see. I did.
0: Yeah, I, I spent like uh, ten or ten, ten or twelve years away, and I went to you know more than fifty countries in in, wow. in that process. But uh, even some less desirable ones like Iraq and Afghanistan. <laughs> but uh, it's definitely, definitely been around the globe. And and at the end of the day, uh, you know. I had to leave Ocean Springs. Actually, appreciate it, and I remember coming down. Uh, and again, this is—I've done a lot of these election podcasts, so it's a tired story. I'm going to tell it anyway. But you know, coming down through through Washington, as everybody does, yes. uh, it was it was a different perspective that I had. You know, uh, it was as if the trees, everything, gave permission to us to live coexist within it, you know, and I'm not one to typically have these kind of, you know, uh, you know, feelings about it, but, but I was kind of struck with like, there's a harmonious balance between the nature, the environment, allowing us to live among them. And and, and it just gave me a sense of um, sort of responsibility to however this city is, we need to do it responsibly, Absolutely. you know? So, yeah. And, and that's probably why that's probably why we have such a, such a passion for the trees around right. here. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so when you're working as an alderman, mm-hmm. right? Right. What is it that you can say that the city's doing well, or what can we improve on when it comes to managing trees and, in the city? Well, I, I, I know we uh,
1: dissolved the tree committee, mm-hmm. and, and that's disheartening. But at the same time, we need to, again, hear back from the residents of Ocean Springs. And we need to formulate a plan. You know, uh, we don't have a Arbor on on staff here, uh, and uh, and we need to just bring it back. But you know, trees, the 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 oaks, the majestic oak trees, and stuff like that—that that is so much a part of Ocean Springs. And when you go down Washington Avenue and you see the the trees, and then you see the small business shops like that—that's mm-hmm. what makes Ocean Springs quaint. Yeah, and. Um, Nice, and and that's why people come there, yeah. you know and um and we need to revisit that. We just can't um say that we're going to just cut down a tree because I want to build a home in it right in that that spot, but we need to absolutely see how we can build around it you mm-hmm. know? and save our trees because that's a part of it, but we need to have input from our residents, and then we need to have a, a committee put back together and, and let's talk about the process. And yeah. it shouldn't be about likes or dislikes. It needs to, let's do what is right mm-hmm.
0: by our by our, uh, our residents here in Ocean Springs. Yeah, the trees can, can be a touchy subject because on the one hand, you're trying to respect people's property rights. That's you true. know, they, they buy, they buy property, property, they should be able to build, build on their home. But at the same time, and replacing some of these trees that are like, it, it took them 200 years to get to the way they are. I yeah. mean, some of these trees on Front Beach might have been, you know, the the small trees that D'Iberville saw whenever he landed here, right. you know. So I think that has to be taken into account as well. And um, I'm told, though, all of the recommendations that come down are just that recommendations. Mm-hmm. And so at the end of the day, it's the aldermen that, that decide whether or not to approve uh Maybe a tree being cut down, right?
1: Right. because They go through the planning commission and mm-hmm. they give their,
0: their blessing and then it goes up to the, the board of aldermen. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, do you have any opinion on the Fort Marpa tree? Um, yeah.
1: Um, you know, but, you know, we need to figure out how can we save it. Right. And uh, if we can save it. And, um, you know, we, that tree been down there for years. Mm-hmm. And, it, and if, it, if it is damaged, you know, how much damage it is to it. And then. If we need to, you know, take a, a limb off, then let's take a limb off. But yeah. if, if not, then we need to try to preserve it as much as possible because that that is a a, a, a a you know a staple us. Sure,
0: sure, and and it's got utility too. I mean, yes. it, it it provided the primary shade in summer, yes, you absolutely. know, to that playground and, and splash pad. I'm I'm told talking to other aldermen that they haven't said this, this is me talking, right? It seems that tearing down the tree is is an inevitability at this point. And uh, whether I like it or not, because it seems that they've talked to arborists Mm -hmm. off the record and they say, well, it's possible to maybe save the tree, but as an alderman and and you're trying to make this decision at a municipal level, things have to be written down. Mm -hmm. Those same people won't put their name to it. And I don't know if there's something in the arborist community where they don't want to do that, Mm -hmm. or if legitimately it's like, well, we don't know for sure if we can save it. And then there's a liability aspect of that as well. And as it turns out, the city insurance company has said that, that the city is going to be 100% on the hook of any damage that, that occurs from that. And being a cynic man, these, these trees, the roots of these trees will lift up houses, two story houses. <laughs> what in the world are we going to put in the ground and Sandy ground to, to, to reroute this tree, you know? Right. Uh, so it, it, Unfortunately, it seems like an inevitability. But again, I I don't know. I'm not an arborist. I'm not an engineer. So, but it would be unfortunate to to have that tree go. Yeah, yeah. That tree been down there a long time. Long time. Yeah, long time. I, I I remember that tree, tree from from when they had the fort there. Yes. Yeah. I mean that that tree was inside the fort. Mm-hmm. So uh, okay. So now a lot of these decisions that are made by the alderman are mostly made in public, right? You know at the at the board meetings. But there's been a lot of talk. To- talk about executive session, you know, going in, going into executive session and and making, making decisions. Now, I'm curious what your opinion is on using executive session as an alderman. Has it been abused? Have we been using it too much? I imagine with your perspective on, no, we need to get more towards transparency. You wouldn't care too much for (laughs) executive session, but, but yeah, what what are your thoughts on that? Well, I, I
1: think we've been using executive session too much and, um, the only time we should use it when it comes to a personnel issue, and when we have uh, issues in the different department that need to be addressed, then we need to go into executive session. But not every time we turn around, we're in a. It needs to be some transparency there, yeah. and um, and I think so often um, our residents uh, seem to think some shady deals is going on behind closed doors and we need to be transparent across the board you know and we need to have those 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 conversations and 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 have people the residents in Ocean Springs involved in those decisions and it just shouldn't be left up to the board to determine what we're going to do without even public input
0: yeah and that makes sense that makes sense i i think the the one that's most egregious to me is the is the Mary Sea yes. kind of deal that that debacle. And that was for me kind of, uh, you know, family airing out dirty laundry mm-hmm. kind of deal it was it was embarrassing for me, you know what I mean? To, to see, cause I knew people involved and whatnot and mm-hmm. just wasn't a good, uh, wasn't a good show. What, what was your opinion about, well, what's your opinion about the Mary sea? I mean, how, how important is the Mary sea to people in ocean Springs? It's, it's very,
1: um, important to me mm-hmm. and important to the whole city of ocean Springs. Um, it's history there, you know, the, the, We're uh, providing different cultural classes there. And um, unfortunately, you know, um, whatever, what was going on behind the scenes, then that, uh, the issues should have been, you know, the city should have been a a mediator between it and bringing all parties together. And let's talk about it and not go behind closed doors and say, okay, we're done here. Um, That's not how we operate. Mm -hmm. That's not how uh, the residents you know, feel about that, you know, let's talk about it and, um, let's have open dialogue about it. Whether we agree to disagree with each other, you know, it is what it is, but let's do what is right. And, and, and now is the time to do the right thing, you know, regardless of how you stand and how you feel, we can't take it personal. Mm -hmm. You know, we have got to communicate and, and talk about these issues that are festering you know and how long it's been festering you know who knows we we, we would never i was not, not there and you was not there mm-hmm. you know we only getting bits and pieces to the story right right and and which is you know again you're going into behind closed doors and making decisions you know whether it's based on likes or dislike you know and that should not be the case
0: yeah yeah for sure for sure do you think is the Mary C something that's so important that we shouldn't be looking at it in terms of like the money that it costs to operate or the money that it brings in? Um,
1: we should look at at, at the money because at the end, end of the day, it's going to be back on the taxpayers right now yeah. to, to foot that bill, and uh, uh, and then we need to look at uh, the the nonprofit organization that was coming in there that um, made it sustainable and, and less burden on the taxpayers, which I think is great, you know. Yeah, that it, was such a blessing. Pursue, I, mean, yeah, I mean, honestly, I
0: mean, the, the city
1: doesn't have to be involved <laughs> it, in it, you know. <laughs> yeah. And so um, I'm I'm all about it. But, you know, the other piece of it is then, you know, stuff like this has been going on a long time, but we got to bring those or- organizations back into the fold. And it's OK to say, all right, I made a mistake, you know, but we don't need to discount what they bring to the table, nor do the uh non profit discount what the city is bringing to the table as well, so you know it's all about bringing people back to the table, having a conversation, okay, how can we get past this? Mm-hmm. and how can we move forward and let's not make the same mistake over and over again, yeah, because if we keep on making the same mistake, we're going to get the same results and yeah. and that's when residents get upset about mm-hmm. not being able to force their opinion, and here we are making decision based on what we feel like and not having the input from the residents.
0: Yeah. 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 I definitely think that there has to be a, a, you know, with something like that where you have people like, I don't, I don't understand why there was such a conflict with, with the alderman and the, and the friends, like to some degree, the city should be maintaining the building, allow these people to operate it, create things. Now, if they keep asking for money, obviously, you know, the board should ask questions, but at right. the end of the day, Every day that the board and the city is not involved in managing that facility is a is a net gain yes. in terms of not having to pay somebody salary benefits, all this other stuff. Right. Yeah, it's costly. It's just it seems at that, that place as the epicenter of culture in in, in the city, uh, as it seems. Maybe the money aspect matters a little less, yes. you know, yeah. so but uh, have you done any classes there? Uh, I went and uh, participated in the Black History program okay. that was there,
1: that was put on there, and um, and actually enjoyed it. And um, was that this year? This was last twenty not not this year, but last year, twenty twenty. Yeah, because I didn't yeah, I didn't 20, hear anything about it yes, this yeah Not this year, this year COVID. 20, yeah, 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 20, yeah. So I participated in that in twenty twenty, but it was it's really nice, and I do have to say I went to school at Taconey Elementary, and so that's me elementary school was there and the same auditorium was there and mm-hmm. I did my school plays there. Okay. So, um, what plays yeah. were you in? <laughs> <laughs> I just saw a local, lo- a local school plays that Miss Guy okay. put on, you know, your I, sixth grade I teacher. I had Miss Guy. Did you? Yep. I sure did. Guy I love my, Guy. Yeah, Miss Guy was my sixth grade teacher okay. and my sixth grade graduation was right there. Oh, no kidding. And so, um, you know, fond memories there Mm -hmm. you know miss richard was my third grade teacher okay miss clifton was my fifth grade (laughs) teacher so you know i grew up there and um and i do want to get a shout out to miss brinke uh i know miss Brinky. yeah miss brinke Uh and i remember when they made her the principal over there Mm -hmm. and um just wonderful and very supportive and uh Taconi Gym right there. And I remember Mr. Harris, he raised money because we ran out summer day camps out of there yeah. from the YMCA. And so I had asked Mr. Harris, I said, why are we writing out these letters? And, you know, you putting these cards out. And, you know, he said, Greg, I need 300 cards to send out to benefactors. He said, because I need to make sure that the gym is fixed so all kids can be involved and, and have utilization to uh, use Taconi Gym you know, not just only for the YMCA benefit, but for the Parks and Recreation Department too. Yeah. At the same time, so he was very instrumental in raising money and getting that gym fixed up down there. Well, look, I'm going to
0: take a selfish okay. uh, uh, topic here, if you okay. don't mind. Uh, I kind of want there to be more of like an open gym thing in Ocean Springs, whether with, with Ryan Center, Takoni, because like I don't have an open gym to play at, you <laughs> yeah. know, and and not just COVID. Like uh, when I lived in Navarre uh, prior to moving here, Navarre, Florida, Wednesday and Sunday nights, seven to 10 PM, you paid like 20 bucks a month and you could go there and just run open gym. And I mean, you know, is that, (laughs) you know, are you, are you going to commit to something like that for me? Well, you don't have to. I'm (laughs) just kidding. I'm just kidding. (laughs) And, 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 And let me say this
1: when I, um, signed on, when, um, Bobby Cox was talking about, um, renovating the Ryan youth center. I was a part of that. Okay. And so I helped raise money and, um, and a different men's organizations came together, Mardi Gras organizations came together and, you know, I was on the, the ground level, you mm-hmm. know, scraping off the, the paint off the walls, you know, cleaning the bathrooms, doing the whole nine yards, raising money to restore, um, the Ryan youth center. And one thing I did tell Bob, I said, I would not be a part of it if we are going to charge money. That's gonna um, be outrageous, right? Uh, for the residents, and I said, and if we are, I don't want to be a part of it. And I yeah. said, it needs to be a community, organ- a community
0: open gym for everybody to use, sure. for less cost. Yeah, they. Uh, I should say that in Navarre, it was an adults only. So, yeah. so you, so you yeah. had to be, you know, an adult, but. Uh, yeah no, if, look if, if that ever comes up again, yeah. you you let me know. Nice. I would I would love to be involved in that, but yeah, uh, yeah I, just, I I definitely agree. I mean, you know, I I've just got a fond place of basketball in my heart, but um, having having an open gym type thing or some sort of place where where kids can go and they can they can congregate with with one another, especially over sports. Like sports teach us so much. Yes, you know, I'm a huge fan of sports, and so uh, I I don't see any. I mean it's not necessarily there to raise money, but I think there's intrinsic value that transcends money for sure. For sure. But, uh, okay. So ocean Springs is a city of money, (laughs) you know, yeah. Well, uh, I think we go back and forth with, with Madison uh, fighting for the highest per capita income in the state, right? Yes. So what is it that the city can do to kind of um, maybe continue to grow, expand, I mean, bring in business so that we can continue that sort of uh, growth, growth mindset within the city?
1: Well, I, I think we need to get with our um, local business owners here and uh-huh. bring back the eco, economic development te- uh, committee and talk about, you know, how can we attract business? And I know we paid this one uh, outfit $30,000 and did not bring
0: one business into the city of Ocean Springs. No leads, you know. Someone tried to tell me that the Dollar General at the – uh, on the west end of Ocean Springs was was one of those deals. I was like, no, there's not a chance. Dollar General is they they're going to find their way in. They don't they do not need a firm. No, they <laughs> definitely don't need a firm
1: at, at all, at all. But um, you know we just got to um, you know be more um, mindful with with the money. Yeah. You know um, because you know we just don't have thirty thousand dollars you know sitting around just to give to somebody and they mm-hmm. haven't brought no leap to the table. Yeah. they are supposed that, to bring like 100
0: businesses, yeah, and then at the end
1: of a year, nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. So um, I, I think we need to have, you know, bring back the Economic Development Committee, and then we need to have quarterly meetings with our business um, owners, downtown Ocean Springs, and, and hear from them. Yeah. You know, because, if we, you know, they are in the trenches every day, you know, and that's one of the anchors, downtown Ocean Springs, you know, the, our small business is a...
0: Well, I, w- I would say also that it's it's not just that they're in the trenches, but if we bring in the wrong business that right. takes money away, away from, from them, there. yeah, that's a that's a problem, yeah. you know. Yeah. So yeah, definitely they they should be involved. So there's been a lot of talk about development in, in East Ocean Springs, and it's got water, it's got power, it's got sewer, everything's ready. Mm-hmm. Why why can't we develop that? Well. You know, and
1: that's exactly right. Why can't we? And we need to find out why can't we develop those, that and, and, and bring in um, other uh, businesses down there to figure out, you know, uh, what is it that you don't like? You know, and w- it, are we making it hard for them to come in here? You know, are we um, just being selfish and and, and not looking at... Um, you know, what benefits and we need to talk about what benefits they're going to bring to Ocean Springs. And, you know, mm-hmm. and we should also think about how they're going to contribute to the
0: community too, as Sure. Well. Yeah. 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 That makes total sense. And I know that part of the, you know, back to thinking about the small businesses and what bringing in business might do to them, bringing in box stores. You know, there's there's talk about that. And, and, and I've heard everything from they want to have East Ocean Springs look like Sangani Boulevard to, we need to not have any box stores. I mean, where do you sit on this? I mean, should, should we focus on bringing in box stores or, you know, how well, do where are we, um, you know, we can drive over to the I. I mean, <laughs> That's where I'm at with it. <laughs> if I'm honest with you, I don't, I don't mind the drive yeah. because all the Sangani problems are at Sangani, right. not in ocean Springs. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. And, and we need to bring
1: the, the right business to ocean Springs That's going to fit in, you know, this is a city of discovery. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and it's unique for a reason. And mm-hmm. that's why people want to be like Ocean Springs, because it's unique. Mm-hmm. And so we need to be very careful. And but they need to be able to buy in to the city of Ocean Springs. And they need to be able to give back to the community That's right, as well. So I, I'm thinking from my perspective that, you know, yeah, you can come in, but you know, what are
0: you going to give back to the to the community. Right, and, and, and for that question, if you're thinking about big big box stores, like a, a, a good example is, uh, well, McDonald's. Yes. On the coast, like one family mo- owns most of the McDonald's, if not all of them, right? Right. So the problem with that is, yeah, that's a family here that's owning the franchise, and you might say, well, so, so they're bringing money to the coast. Yes and no, because they're using the logistics lines and everything else, The uh, they're sourcing everything from you know, headquarters, corporate McDonald's, they put all that in play. So they're not having to talk with local uh, logisticians, Mm -hmm. truck lines, all that stuff to bring that stuff in. So the money that comes in doesn't get distributed out to the local community. You see, like franchises tend to extract money, not, not spread it out. And that's, that's the concern I have when you're looking at, you know, uh, um, uh, a distribution company, right. That that's local here. I mean, we want, we'd rather that money stay here because that's local people that can also shop yes. in those areas as well. So it's a transfer of money to, to, to individuals through the you know process of capitalism, right. Yeah. To, to where people can, can have buying power and spend money locally. And that seems to be, that seems to be the, the ideal way to go, you know, but I did hear, uh, and this, so that episode's not not out yet, but Mike Empy was on here, so I can talk about this. <laughs> although episode's not out, uh, Aldi's coming. So they actually secured the Aldi uh, deal for East Ocean Springs. So we do have the apartments going up, and then the Aldi. Okay. Now it's a larger box store, but but from what I'm told, it's kind of like uh, like Trader Joe's. It's more affluent. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so. Yeah so well, we'll see what that like does that, yeah we'll see what that does <laughs> and we and we want to see
1: if they're going to just uh, buy into the community too as well yeah and, yeah and and that's all about having a discussion with the upper management you know mm-hmm. always and and let's talk to them and stuff like that so i you know i think you know we need to buy local and spend local you know i got my okay. signs done at image galore mm-hmm. local um and one guy said well you can go to the mobile and get them cheaper no i want to Spend local here. I'm a local resident of Ocean Springs, and I Mm -hmm. want to spend my money in Ocean Springs.
0: Images galore. Did a uh, did a sticker on like a decal on my car when I was in high school because I thought that was the thing to do. (laughs) 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 Yeah, (laughs) but uh, oh goodness. Okay, so so we were talking about East East Ocean Springs. Uh, We'll circle back to that. But uh, what about annexation? You know, we're talking about growth. We talk about economic growth, but there's this idea out there, well, a a very good argument for we need to start expanding the city. You know, do you feel that way? Do you feel that we should start annexing areas? I mean, there's, you know, for example, Gulf Park Estates, thousands of homes, and yes. they use our school district. And yes. then there, of course, our, our high school is now outside of city limits. Right. There's, um, you know, more more fluent homes popping up out there as well. We don't have interstate access, which which hurts us. So so there's there's opportunity for for expansion and, and annexation. Do you think that's something we should be pursuing?
1: I, I know we pursued Gulf Park Estates um, back in 2005, uh-huh. and I think we need to. Uh, back and look at the tape you go back to the table and let's dust off the, um, the paperwork that they had and see why didn't we expand you know annex out there in Gulf Park State. but I think we need to take it in small doses um, and not expand where we cannot uh, put our arms around it you know um, They're building some beautiful homes out there by the high school uh-huh. and and, um, and you know we need to take a look at that. And um, and 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 take it, get a, a study done mm-hmm. and to see exactly what we need to do. But um, Gulf Park Estate, for sure, we need to to look at mm-hmm. okay. because they've been around for years.
0: Sure, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess I, I would say there's hundreds, if not thousands, of, of, of homes back there. Uh, now, with that comes a cost, right? Yes. I mean, because now we have to expand the police and whatnot. Um, which, I, which is probably going to raise taxes on, on, on people. Do you, do you see citizens maybe fighting that because of, you know, while they can now be part of Ocean Springs, but that benefit equates to now a higher cost of living? Yeah. Well, I'm sure. But, again, we need to have those community conversations. Fair right? enough. And, and Fair just enough. to
1: see how they feel about it and stuff like that. And I'm just one person, Yeah. you know. And uh, if they say this is not the right time, if they don't want to be a part of it, then guess what? the residents have spoken
0: right right yeah for sure well what about going up uh north on on 57 so gauchet owns owns the east side Mm -hmm. and so the the west side's available and we have that sports complex here and and someone brought up a good point that you might have three four five hundred kids come down in a weekend Mm -hmm. to play at these sports complexes right right but they're not staying in town because there's no hotel around there so they're all those hotel fees are gone there's no restaurants out in there so so there's not a good chance that they're eating in ocean springs all those are are disposable dollars right do you think that we should start promoting more kind of in that area so that we can capture some of those some of those dollars i I think so too we need to look at um
1: a nice hotel change to come yeah over there on highway 57 uh and i think we need to have better signage you know that's a uh, big one, too. Yeah, yeah and, you know, importing people into the City of Discovery. And when those tournaments are being played out there, we should be sending out brochures along to those teams and mm. saying, this is what we have to offer here.
0: Just make two you right turns out of here. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> and go straight into the City of Discovery, Yeah, and you're going to discover everything that you need. But we need to promote that better. And I, and I don't I don't think we have promoted it the way it should be. But, again, when we bring people to the table and they have ideas, and I think that's where all of the, the information will be flushed out and give people the opportunity to um, you know because everybody don't have the you know the right idea or whatever and yeah. some stuff that may fall by the wayside it was just a simple of just hey let's put a packet together and let me send it to your team because you're going to be down here participating in a tournament and this is the amenities that we have to offer here.
0: You know I, I wonder how how much it would cost and, and what would be the sort of net gain from just having somebody down there on the weekend to, to just kind of have a booth and talk to people like say hey look you know you're Right next to Ocean Springs, mm-hmm. if you drive a few miles down that, road, make two right, right turns right, right. out of here. <laughs> you make two right, right turns and just drive down. You're going to see an absolutely amazing city, lots yeah. to do. Uh, but I, I would imagine the city doesn't have somebody parked out there, and, right. and I can understand, you know, why. There's, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's obviously a money issue there, but right. I'm sure that's a that's probably low hanging fruit yeah. that could probably help. Yeah, I, absolutely. Yeah.
1: And, I, and, I, and I and maybe we can just uh, tap into the chamber. Yeah, and just like, can you just put. A, a packet together, a welcome packet together, so we yeah. can
0: get to the teams. I'm kind of thinking I should have a food truck and go yeah, out there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> as long as the outcome is income, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> Goodness, man, that's actually an opportunity. I'm thinking about. i might have to write that down. Well, the good thing about doing this show is I don't have to write yeah, anything got, down. I just, I just go back they're and they're listen, listen to it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's awesome. So, uh, speaking of the school, mm-hmm. all right. What are your thoughts on Ocean Springs schools? Best school district in the state. Guaranteed. And um,
1: I love the leadership that Dr. Coleman have provided the school district, Mm -hmm. you know, during these uh, trying times. um, She has um, taken our school district to a whole nother level. Mm -hmm. And, And her and her team have done a phenomenal job as well as the teachers, you know, educating our kids and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And that's why people move here. And, uh, because of our, uh, our school district and we have a, a great school district. And one thing I can say, um, we as residents rally around our school district and do yeah. what is right. And, uh, and you don't find that in, in most communities and stuff like that. Because yeah.
0: You do not cut the cost of, yeah. uh, or, or count the cost rather of, of, of ocean spring schools. That's, yes. that's for sure. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, Dr. Coleman won't come talk to me on this this podcast. (laughs) You know, my feelings are a bit hurt. (laughs) I I wanted to talk to her after, after after the pandemic or or when the pandemic kicked off, because she did a fantastic job of kind of talking about how things would operate. They sent out uh, the, 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 PDF documents to to show um, how they were going to social distance, what school might look like, creating options for parents. I thought it was fantastic, and I thought that that was a positive thing that we could we could talk about. Because right. I mean, you know, again, back in like March, April, yeah. like this was a really scary unknown yeah. thing, but. Yeah. She didn't respond to my email, so you know, a little upset about that. Not really. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> but no, she's she's fantastic. Yes, she was yes. uh, she was an assistant principal, I think, whenever I was uh, in high school. Maybe she might have showed up, maybe two thousand five, two thousand six. I'm not sure. I could be wrong yeah. on that, but I know yeah. she was in the high school when when I was there. Um, Mr. Hirsch was the principal, and that was right before he moved up to the superintendent. Yeah. So, yeah, I had Carolyn Price on here. Did you? Yeah, do you know Miss Price? No, I don't know Miss no? Price. Okay, Do you know Miss Price? Yeah, so she was on here. She was she was a few episodes back. Uh, we had a great conversation, but uh, yeah. So so what can we do? I mean, if we're such a good school, if we're at the top, right? Mm-hmm. Where else can we go? What else can be done better for the school district as a school district?
1: Well, um, I think you know uh, I would like to see us have a better working relationship with our, our board you know go on and i uh, you know just not only just to come and bless the school budget and, and move mm-hmm. on but um i think if we can have both boards you know do a couple of retreats together throughout the year i think that would help mm-hmm. and then also um let's figure out i would love to see um the drama club go down there and use the mayor c to have plays down there mm-hmm. as well and you know and i I can just envision seeing um you know having a little uh, four week summer camp and and let the drama club from Ocean Springs High School be in charge of that you know and it, because i'm we have some smart kids, and mm-hmm. I'm sure they can put on a dynamic program. I would love to see that, yeah but um it, the the school the school is great, yeah you know the the school is great, and I just think they're the catalyst uh of this whole community, mm-hmm. you know. Without having a good school system, then we're nothing because people move here.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, some. So I was. Uh, I'm. I'm an air traffic controller, mm-hmm. and so when when I was in the military, you train at Keesler. So so all the Air Force air traffic controllers go through there. So they're very familiar with the area. All Air Force air traffic controllers are. They're really familiar with downtown Ocean <laughs> Springs too, <laughs> uh, because because everybody goes there. But yeah. there, there seems to be essentially a a, a bisection of, of two different types of people that come to ocean springs one enjoy the sort of casual nightlife it's a i don't want to compare it to bourbon street but it's like you, you've got these bars around but it's very clean right it's very clean it's very safe you know people are are, are fairly nice around here and then also there's there's the school district yes. you know most of the people that i work with that that have kids they either have plans to move to ocean springs <laughs> or they live in ocean springs because of the school district so it's it's pretty self-evident that the that the school district is 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 pretty amazing uh I do wonder if maybe how it's structured where it's it's an independent school district, if maybe that's part of the problem, you know, because it, 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 it kind of reminds me uh, of kind of how the Mary C and the city were because the friends wanted to run a certain way, but the city was like, hey, we're giving you money, mm-hmm. so we need to have a say in it as well. It seems analogous to this sort of school district and also, you know, the city being kind of separate entities, mm-hmm. you know. What do you think about that?
1: Well, um, uh you know, again it's it's all about, you know, um having those conversations and yeah and talking through it. And you know, um I'm sure the school district have a uh, five to ten year plan, you know, where they're going. Mm-hmm. But however, we're not there with the city of Ocean Springs. We don't know what their plan is, you know. Mm-hmm. And so if we're not working together on on the same, you know, same sheet, then how can we walk you know, march to the same music? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: perfect metaphor there. Yeah. <laughs> seriously. And and so this brings up I've heard a couple of people bring up the comprehensive plan for ocean springs was last visited in two thousand ten. I want to say, and it's supposed to be visited every year. And maybe, maybe revisiting that comprehensive plan, right. incorporating the school district, the goals of the school district, might actually help yes. help yeah. some of that yeah. because we can say, "Hey, look, yeah, we need a little bit of money, but we're trying to take care of an opportunity that allow us to achieve what we want to as a city as a whole." Right in this comprehensive plan, absolutely. You know, so,
1: yeah. that, so, we just need to just dust it off and, and go back to yeah. It seriously, to seriously,
0: <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Well, let's talk. Let's talk about. Uh, You know we've we've mentioned downtown uh a couple times right downtown's a good time because it used to be when i was in high school like basically past past pleasance you know there wasn't a whole lot going on downtown now now that blew up around you know after after katrina but uh what do you think of downtown downtown it's nice Mm -hmm. um
1: do we have some opportunities to um do things better yes um got some empty buildings down there Mm -hmm. we need to know why they're empty why they closed up shop and left um we um we could always look at other opportunities Uh, you know lighting down there is a little bit um dark in certain areas and stuff like that of course parking Mm -hmm. is always a problem and um then we need to be able to allow our visitors to know where the parking is and um and you know, they don't know. They just driving in and just you know figuring out. I just park my car on the side of the road, and you know if it get towed, it gets towed. It gets towed, know, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and I think that's one of the problems that we need to look at at parking down downtown Ocean Springs, and then we need to look at why businesses are just closing up shop down Ocean Springs. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense to me. What What do we do about the parking? Well, I know we talked about. Um, the old Swingster
1: building, uh-huh. you know, that piece of property right there. But um, they, I know they applied for some funding through the state. But what happened after that? You know, it was all on the news that we applied, uh-huh. but nobody have said did we get it or where right. we at in that process. And so that's something that the community needs to be aware about, um, what's going on with the parking there. And then also, I think if we have better signage. Letting people know, hey, we got parking back here behind um, um, murky waters mm-hmm. or um, Near the grocery or, or you yeah, know, those, yeah, those little areas mm-hmm. back there because so often people are not using those those little parking lots back there that right. people don't e- even see because mm-hmm. they tuck behind those little small roads. Now we know about it, sure, but the sure. visitors don't, right? You know, so how do we get that? to them mm-hmm. when they're coming in to visit Ocean Springs, you know, through signage or, you know, what are you know. What well, we there's have. mostly
0: no signage. Right, that's absolutely. A, that's a big, big problem. problem. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, it's kind of hard to complain about, you know, the, the quality of si- of signage because there is no nope. signage. Right, right, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely.
1: And so, and I think that's a part of it, but we've got to have, you know, signs, you know, not up you know up in the sky where i gotta look up like this yeah. to, to see where i'm going and stuff like that but at our level so people can you know identify where mm-hmm. where to park at and stuff like that yeah. because we have so many major uh festivals um events that's come you know that's downtown ocean spring and, and parking is a, a huge part of
0: it yeah do you think a parking garage is the right way to go
1: yes uh-huh. um and i think we need to um make sure it fits in with the downtown Ocean Springs, but it shouldn't be where it's just, you know, a, a, just a parking garage, but it needs to be well lit and um, it needs to be maintained. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it should not be running over with trash or litter or anything like that. But it, it and and maybe just having security out there, you mm-hmm. know, and I think that's a, a part of it too. You sure. Know?
0: Uh, because we yeah. want to make sure that everybody is safe. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and when the conversation about a parking garage, parking garage comes up uh, almost always it's, it's a conversation about, well, it's important about how it looks that it needs to fit in with the city. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so even, even on, on something like a parking garage, the uh, you know, the people in ocean Springs want it to be representative of, of the city It needs to yeah. sort of evoke that spirit of, of what the city is and whatnot and, and of, and of the Gulf coast. Yeah. But do you think, do you think golf carts are a problem or contribute to the problem of, of traffic or could they be an opportunity to help the problem with traffic?
1: I think it could
0: be an opportunity to help. Yeah.
1: Because they're smaller, mm-hmm. easy to maneuver, um, take up less parking spots. Yeah. Um, uh, save on energy, you know, fuel efficient, uh, Yeah, you know, we're not sitting here, you know, listening as uh, having cars sit there idle and, you know, all those mm-hmm. fumes and yeah. stuff like that. So I, th- I think golf carts, it, it, you know, it's perfect, you know, for downtown ocean Springs to, to get through, you know, those little small, our uh, little small, narrow streets and stuff. Uh-huh. So, uh, but I do want to say that we need to make sure that we have those conversations with the residents of Ward too. Now uh, We don't need to discount them and, uh, when we talk about parking in a parking garage and stuff like that because I, you know I have family members that that stay in war too you know and they have concerns too and you know we need to hear from you know their side of it too as well.
0: Yeah yeah I definitely agree and and you know part of me wonders if if we get a parking garage if maybe you know the parking along a street should be reserved to maybe golf carts or those with an ADA need, you know, uh, Americans with a disability act need, uh, essentially just, but I, again, that's, that's from my perspective, that could help, but also, I mean, I'm sure a business would have a different opinion about that. (laughs) Of course. course. (laughs) So, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta take them into, uh, into account for sure. So what, what ideas, Aside from a parking garage, I mean, what can we do to make driving in downtown a better experience?
1: Well, um, you know, I I just think that if we uh, make it, uh, you know, make it accessible for cars to maneuver, you know, going from north to south, um, you know, just make it um, more walkable, you know. Yeah. Um, It just needs to, uh, we just need to. Again, just hear back from our community down yeah. up in that area, and hear back from the, the, the business owners down up in there. I mean,
0: that's a big one to me. Yeah, it know? is. It's, it's very yeah. big,
1: and it's and, and that's that's a that's a tough one.
0: Yeah. So, do you think we should go to like a one way street?
1: I don't think so. No, no, I don't think so. And I and I thought about it. You know, it crossed my mind and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But um, you know, so often that you know. What about those businesses that are actually, if we say we go back east and what's the, what about the ones that are going back west? You know, mm-hmm. if we make it a one way, you know, we got to hear from them, too. Mm-hmm. So I'm just, you know, I just think it, it, we just need to be able to uh, figure out how can we make it more easier on everybody, mm-hmm. you know, and and watch how we park on the side of the roads and stuff like that
0: right right yeah i mean if 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 it's difficult to come down here and spend money i mean people are going to find another place to spend money absolutely (laughs) absolutely and that's what worries me about porter too is because porter's going to probably run into the same sort of sort of issues. so we really need to get this right because you can bring businesses in all day but if it gets to a point where like it doesn't make business sense to be down here because yeah you can sustain a business but you can't grow a sure business isn't. because you can't bring in the customers because right. it's too inconvenient for them. Well, that's that's not good business, right. you know. Right. So, but yeah, what about? Uh, so, should we wrangle in the golf carts? Um, because it's sort of been this Pandora's box exactly that's been, been open.
1: open yeah. Which they're fun. Yeah, they are yeah, fun. Yeah. They they are fun, and um, but you know. We all have our um own ways that we wanna uh deal with golf carts and uh and I I, th- I think it's neat because I, I like to see that everybody's getting around and we're and you're seeing less vehicles yeah. on the on the road too, so mm-hmm. everybody's using golf carts to get around through downtown Ocean Springs. So I, I think it's good, but it's more space for our visitors that are coming in for mm-hmm. parking, so
0: Yeah, yeah. It might be the case that uh, anybody that comes in with a car, you're going to say, well, that's an outsider. Because they are smart, they'd yeah. be having uh, yeah. <laughs> a golf cart. That's awesome. Okay. Well, uh, Greg, what else would you like to talk about? Um,
1: I think we just uh, – I would like to talk about just more um, communication among uh, our elected officials mm-hmm. and having an open door to them and um, to be able to um, have access to them and and know that they're listening to
0: what the residents are saying or the citizens of Ocean Springs are saying. So I'm going to put you on the spot then here. Yeah. Uh, are are you going to be that accessible person? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Yeah. Because that's, you know, it's obviously very important, you know, if we're saying, hey, we need more transparency yes. and access to information, yep. you know, it's important that, that – uh, you know we're we're willing to walk the walk on that you yeah. know obviously so um well that's that's fantastic now prior to prior to the starting we we're just kind of talking back and forth and mm-hmm. one of the things you mentioned was that you were talking to some of the department heads and and it seemed that you know, everybody who, who has a ward mm-hmm. is trying to get things done, done with their ward. Right. And these departments already have a schedule of events that they have to get done. Right. But then it's almost as if they have, you know, there's, what, six six wards. you got the mayor, then you got the alderman at large. So, so they essentially have eight different bosses. Right. You know, that's got to be frustrating. Yeah, yeah. Is there something that, that we can do differently about that?
1: I think what we can do is give them the necessary tools to improve their um, – their jobs, but at the same time, let's listen to them because they're in the day-to-day operations daily, and then they can task you know what is priority and what is not. But we need to um, give them the opportunity to, to do their jobs. And then with with that being said, then we need to be able to go back to our citizens. This is how they prioritize. Um, the work artists mm-hmm. this is how uh, stuff get done so it's just a matter of how we are communicating and just like you said through technology those are low-hanging fruits mm-hmm. but at the same time if they're being pulled in 50 d- different direction then how do they get their, t- their jobs done they, right uh, it's very difficult
0: yeah is there a solution like should, should somebody be there to take in all the sort of requests and manage them across across all the demar- uh, uh, departments to to create a hierarchy of things that that should be done i mean that seems to be something that that would have utility but then again i can see the downside effects of maybe it becoming politicized like hey buddy could you could you hook me up for my ward (laughs) real quick you know just kind of make those a little higher on the priority list so well i think it's you know
1: it's by department you know and they better know how to prioritize what is important and what they already got scheduled versus me coming there, Mm -hmm. you know, Tuesdays, say, Hey, we got this, what's going on with this. Mm -hmm. But they, you know, they can do that themselves and stuff like that to manage their own department. But we just need to give them the tools to do it. For sure. Yeah. Just give them the tools to do it and enhance it and uh, not say that we're going to change the process, but just say, this is how we can work more efficient. Sure. You know, and, and with that being said, we have got to, to listen to what they're
0: telling us. Yeah, that's, that seems to be the better way to go, the, the more sustainable way to go. I mean, it's, it's one thing to come in and say, no, 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 this is, I don't do your job. And I'm going to tell you exactly how you need to do your job now, but but rather having a, a more inclusive discussion about what is it that you do? I'm not trying to change everything that you do, but there might be some meat left on the bone that we can we can kind of capitalize on, you know? Right. Maybe that is using using technology to be able to see all the work orders associated with whatever department okay. and then, you know, having some sort of hierarchy associated with it but uh and again that could be something that that is already available but not being used properly you know so so there's all that excellent well greg it's been fun talking to you it's fun talking to you
1: (laughs) easy stuff right easy stuff and and hopefully we'll see you on the basketball court or oh yeah
0: (laughs) as soon as covid's over I, i i keep driving by so so they play a lot um in, uh, I guess behind Tacony, they got a very nice basketball court yep. there now. So, uh, I've, I've gotten a shot around out there, but I kind of want to get out there with the COVID stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. so I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be responsible with that, but as soon as I get the green light, I'm out yeah, there. Yeah. Life okay. already knows. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's again, because I've done so many of these, this is, this is something I, I always say, but I genuinely mean this, you know, This city produces some amazingly talented people, you know, present company included, you know, so, uh, the citizens are the people that benefit when they have to pick from such passionate and talented people such as yourself, you know, so thank you for running. Thank you for, you know, thank you to your family willing to support you as, as you sacrifice for this, for people that, that you've never met, you know, uh, based on the principles that you have of the city and the love for the city. So Thank you, and I wish you the best. Thank you, so and if you ever want to come back on, love to have you know an, another chat with you. So absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Well, Greg, how can people get in touch? The how can they support you? Well, they
1: can go to um, vote for Greg Gibson for Ward One, or and I have also have email. So is,
0: Facebook. Is, so that's on Facebook. Yes. That's
1: okay. On, is on Facebook. Okay. And um and I'm just relatively available for any questions or concerns that they may have. And so, you know, I'm always downtown or around and stuff like that because I'm such a – uh, involved in so many different organizations and stuff like that. So okay. I've been around Ocean Springs for years. And Wonderful, stuff like yes, sir.
0: Well, well, look, we should have a chat offline. You know, yes. if I can, if, if I can provide a platform to any other of these nonprofits okay. to, to to kind of talk about things too, I'd I'd love to do that. Okay. So, any way I can kind of highlight people and organizations Good. on the coast doing great things, I, I I'm I'm all ears. So, okay. thank you, sir. All right. Well, again, Greg. Thanks for stopping by and had a great time talking to you.
1: Thank you. And thank you for your
0: service. Oh, thank you. All Appreciate right, it. All right. all right, everybody. Thanks again. See ya. Right, bye. Everybody. I hope you enjoyed that episode. I certainly did. And if you want to follow uh, more and hear more, you can check us out on any of the major podcasting platforms. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, everything. You can also follow us on social media. I've got a YouTube channel. So search for Shop and Chivalry, subscribe there. We also have Instagram, just look for Shop and Chivalry, Twitter at Shop and Chivalry, and Facebook.com slash Shop and Chivalry. You can also shoot us an email at administration at Shop and Chivalry if you'd like to be on the show or suggest somebody or give more direct feedback. You can also find that link on our website, shoppingchivalry.com, where I have all of my ramblings about the show, what the show means to me, that that particular episode. I've got a blog, other media on there as well, as well as Embedded Players, so you can play the shows and the videos for those that that have video as well. So uh, again, thank you for all the love. I appreciate all the feedback. It's been wonderful. I'm having a great time, and uh, yeah, much love. All right, see you.